Hello, everyone. This is Sasha, and welcome back to the Unveiling Her podcast. Hey, this is Joe, and thank you all for tuning in. Yes, long time. We always say this. <laughs> long time, no talk. No, yeah, it's been a while. The last time we had our episode was about Mother's Day. How was your Mother's Day? It was good. I think that I was, I didn't do anything. What did I do? Cause we what did you do for your mom? Well, we didn't take her out till literally like yesterday because that was when everyone was finally able to get together. So mm-hmm. yeah, we just took her out to eat, gave her all her gifts. She loved it. So, Oh, that's good. Yes. How was your mother's day? It was good. I, um, spent time with my mom and my grandma. Um, and yeah, I made TikTok dances with my family. So that's one thing that I said before, like about me and my mama. I feel like I got my dancing from her. And so that's what we did. We enjoyed that with our uh, other family members. And so it was good. That's good. That sounds fun. That sounds fun. But yes, mm-hmm. we are finally very well into the month of May. And we can't forget that May is actual actually Mental Health Awareness Month as well. Mm-hmm. And I just found that out. I did not know that. I feel like I recently just learned about that this year. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the mental health is something that's like being really like spoken about um, a lot in our community, especially in like the black community, honestly, too. Um, and so I love to see it. I love that everybody is talking about being emotionally and mentally healthy. And so, yeah, happy Mental Health Awareness Month because we all need to take care of our mental health. Yes, it's all about balance and well-being at the end of the day. And I feel like sometimes we can get so caught up with taking care of our physical bodies that we forget about our emotional health and our spiritual well-being. But at the end of the day, these are all very, very important as well. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking, too, like, I feel like when it started for me, I, I was thinking like when it really started I started to see a lot about mental health in the church, even the church addressing it was more like 2020, like during the pandemic. And then like after that's when I seen a lot of people talking about mental health, because that was a moment where it, it felt like God was like kind of just, well, of course, God was in control, but kind of like stopping everybody of what their busy schedules was like and like putting us into a place where we had to like just a place of solitude. Yeah. And so a lot of people were just coming to themselves and God was reflecting and and helping people to see like where they are truly. And a lot of people's, a lot of people realize that their mental health was so bad in their emotional health. And so after that, after 2020 and 2021, that's when I started seeing like the church address it more. Um, And uh, like I said before, like the black community really talking about the importance of taking care of our mental health. Yeah, absolutely. 2020 was, I feel like it has forever changed each and every one of us because just Mm -hmm. like you said, it was a moment of, you know, having to confront a lot of those issues that were either being suppressed or just kind of just being ignored due to our busy schedules and things like that. And so I definitely feel like it's it's been a good step um, or a good, what am I trying to say? A good step forward Forward, yeah. (laughs) as far as like even how the church handles mental health, because for a long time, the church never addressed it, you know, and it's not like these issues did not happen to people who went to church. Like, you know, mental illness is not immune. We're not immune from that just because we are believers or Christians. So I do feel like 
it's been a great thing that we have been able to talk about it more um, within the Black community, at church. I think we still need to have, continue to have these discussions and continue to have these conversations um, just as a way to even debunk a lot of like myths concerning mental health, concerning can Christians, you know, deal with mental illnesses, how they should deal with it. And so um, I think this today's topic is definitely a very, a very much needed one. And I'm excited to get into it and just kind of like just talk about how we feel about mental health um, within the Christian community. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I could be honest. I never thought like as a Christian, you could be depressed or, anxi- or have anxiety until like recently, um, probably like what? three years ago but at first like growing up those I used to call it the d word because it feels like the word depression is just so like down and so I was like no Christians can't be depressed like why would you be depressed and you have Jesus like you know or why would you why would you have anxiety and like you have God and it wasn't until recently even me experiencing it myself when I realized like okay yes I may have I love God yes I may know my Bible really well but there are still moments and times where you may experience or feel depressed or feel like you have anxiety or anxious about something um but I still believe that you know um that it's a spirit I believe that it's a spirit of depression especially going around now um and a spirit of suicide um we can talk about that um in a little too because it's 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 really um happening we're seeing it a lot um Mm -hmm. now and especially amongst like our generation of uh, millennials and so um that's something that really every time i see that like a somebody posting or like a headline of somebody committing suicide especially you know they may be very beautiful or feel like they have it all or whatever i just like really start praying because i'm like god i know that's the spirit that's going around and well, we could just talk about that. Um, but I never thought that people could love Jesus and still deal with depression or anxiety. But thank God that he helped me to see that. Um, so now I have a little bit more knowledge and know that sometimes there is like situational depression or anxiety. But sometimes people have like chemical or hormonal imbalance that causes them to feel like those certain feelings and ways um jackie hill perry uh who is like a christian poet um she actually just came out and um revealed on her instagram that she had i think it was like i think she said depression or something like that but it's like postpartum depression so she showed herself um like some pills that she takes um to help with that after having her um her son and so i was just like wow that's so you know, freeing to some people to see like a woman who really loves God, who is walking in her purpose, dealing with, you know, postpartum depression. And so it really is real. Yeah, a hundred percent. I was similar to you in the sense that um, in my church, I remember like one of my pastors and this was years ago when I was a lot younger and he pretty much said that, you know, you can't say that you're depressed as a Christian. And so for a long time, like, even though I would have these moments of just being very down and very sad, I could never get myself to say that, yeah, I was going through a season of depression. Similar to you, I was like, that's the D word. We don't say that in this mm-hmm. household. But <clears throat> um, now just having more knowledge about it and we are, irrespective of whether you're a Christian or a believer or not, you are going to have seasons of, you're, you're just gonna have valley seasons. You're gonna have seasons where 
you might not be happy all the time. You're going to have seasons of just being down. You're going to have seasons of just experiencing sadness, especially um, when we talk about situational depression and as a result of certain things that have happened, maybe you've lost a loved one or maybe just financial worries. And it's so many different things that can cause a person to um, get into a place of experiencing situational depression and we're not immune from that even as Christians even as believers like I've had to understand that just because I love Jesus that doesn't mean like oh I gave my life to Christ and now it's just all sunshine and rainbows and me skipping in meadows no like the Bible even tells us that um in I think John 16 33 where Jesus tells us to in this world we're gonna have a lot of troubles but we should take heart because he has already overcome the world and for me that was comforting because it's it was really like a reality, like a dose of reality. Like Mm -hmm. life is not just, life is not going to be easy just because you love me. Life is not going to be easy just because you've given your life to me. Like you are going to still have troubles. Like we read about how all the different disciples, they went through numerous things. And we could talk about a whole bunch of people in the, in the Bible that like experienced depression Um, Mm -hmm. so much to the point that they even wanted to die. Like even David, I feel like David is someone that Mm-hmm. you know we, we we really got to like watch his life right he has these high seasons where he's fighting Goliath and you know everyone's talking about him and singing his praises like David has slayed his ten thousands but we also know there's a period that he had where he went through such depression and he expressed that to the Lord in Psalms I feel like Psalms is really one of those places that when you're going right. through a difficult time you can read that and really relate to it because he really poured out his heart to God. He felt abandoned. He felt lonely. He felt like he cried. He he talked about how his tears have become his food. Like it really was a raw and real moment for him. And I love that we get to see that. And I love that he was able to express himself to God that even irrespective of what we're going through, even going through the worst of the worst, we can still run to God with those with we can still run to God with our feelings and our emotions. Like he's a big God, he can take it. And so I love that as Christians, we're coming out of that mentality that we just have that as a Christian, like we're not allowed to say the D word or we're not allowed to be depressed or even thinking depression is a sin. A lot of people think that, yeah. that if you experience depression is as a result of some sin, but that's not true. Like God doesn't condemn us when, because we're sad or we're depressed. In fact, he calls us he wants us to even be even closer to him in that period. And he wants us to express the way that we feel to him. Um, but yeah, but even going back to all the, the different types of depressions, cause you mentioned it earlier, um, talking about situational depression, there's also seasonal depression. I know that there's some people like during certain seasons, that's when they become um, depressed. Like I know a lot of people experience seasonal depression, like during winter months um, for different reasons, really. Um, there's also persistent depressive disorder. And I think people know that to be like high functioning depression. I don't know if you've ever heard that term. Um, but yeah, there is such a depression as that. And then there's chronic depression. There are people that do that, you know, do deal with depression for a longer period of time where it's not just situational. And that is a lifelong struggle. And so, and yeah, we do have postpartum depression, like what you talked about. And I love that Jackie Hill Perry was able to um, kind of just let other people in on what she was going through because she is a woman of God. She is someone who um, is a Christian that people know very well. And I think that it was freeing for a lot of other people because now they can see like, oh, she's Christian. She loves God and she's still dealing with this. So almost kind of like I can, I can talk about it openly as well. So Mm -hmm. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. I like um, that you mentioned the different types of depression, too. And um, the story of David, like you said, in Psalms, I feel like Psalms is kind of like an up and down, up and down, uh, because it really does show you. It's like his journal. Like you're literally reading like David's journal, like him having his highs, having his lows in Psalms. And um, yeah, I think that's phenomenal. Um, there's actually a scripture that I was thinking about in Psalms, Psalms 40, I believe. And it's one through four. It says, um, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. I, he set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. And so I feel like that's a place where David was coming out of that, that darkness, coming out of that depression or that time of, you know, solitude or loneliness. And so it is a really good um, book of the Bible where we, if you are feeling some type of way, especially emotionally or mentally to um, go in there. I just find it so amazing how, you know, these people that we read about in the Bible, they're not like, they're not like fictional characters. Like they're, we're truly reading their lives. And so God is so intentional on the things that he put them through because they really can help somebody else. One person I was thinking about, um, first of all, um, when we talk about situational depression, because I want to talk about that for a little bit. Um, I was thinking about Job. Um, Job was, you know, I feel like everybody talks about Job when it comes to like, situations and tests and trials and stuff but job literally was tested um by god uh, well by by satan but the lord allowed satan to do it um and so just to show him that you know job won't denounce his faith and so i realized that you know sometimes the devil wants to use certain situations to cause us to be weak and turn away from god etc um but like you said before depression is not a sin so for christians just because you're experiencing like grief or sadness or whatever that's not the absence of your faith like you're, you're you can still be a believer and still have these emotions and feelings and so i was just thinking about job like he literally lost everything you know he lost his kids he lost his um home he lost his what is it his like sheep or cattle whatever um and his wife was she was look weird and so literally he lost everything he was just at a place where he really just couldn't do anything but really mourn and so um there were some points of his life where he questioned even the people that was around him his friends where he questioned um like you say like what he did his even his friends was like okay did you sin against god like why is all of this stuff coming upon you and um it wasn't until the end of the story that god was showing him like um that he's able to restore all of that and you know, you can read the story of Job and see how God restored those places. But I'm just reminded too, like how sometimes the situations that we go through is trying to, is trying to kill us. You know, the Bible says the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy, but it's Jesus that gives us life and it's the abundance. And so, um, he, he is one person in the Bible that I think we can really just study his life and see that even in the midst of certain situations that God is still able to bring you out. He's still able to bring you through, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> Amen. Yeah. Job is definitely someone that I feel like when you're going through just a really difficult situation, people, a lot of people can relate to because he went, it was like trial after trial. It was like, he just mm -hmm. did not get a break. Um, and I love that you did mention like how 
you know, his friends were like, what did you do? Like for God to, you know, be so harsh on you. And I think that's another myth we have to debunk. Like just because you're going through something difficult, that's not, you know, you're not going through that because God is trying to punish you. Because I think a lot of people think that is God punishing me? Like, why, why am I going through all this? Why is he allowing this, um, all of this to happen to me? Um, and we have to understand that God is not doing that to punish you. Like you're not in, you're not experiencing what you're experiencing as a result of God's wrath or God's punishment towards you. And I think Mm -hmm. that's just something we have to debunk within the Christian community. And it just takes me back to, um, the scripture Proverbs three, four to five, where it talks about like lean not on your own understanding, but in mm-hmm. all our ways to acknowledge him and he will, you know, set our path straight. And there's some things that we just can never understand why God allows certain things to happen to us, like good or bad, especially when, when we're thinking about all the difficult and the bad things that do happen to us. Like, Lord, I prayed for, I prayed for my mom. I prayed for my dad to be healed, but they still passed away anyways. And it's difficult to, to take that and knowing that Lord, like I trusted you, Lord, I thought that the outcome would be different. And sometimes we don't ever get to, we'll we'll never understand like why God allows the things that he does or why he lets certain things happen. But it's understanding that even as, even in a difficult place, we can still trust in him. And that's easier said than done. But I do believe that while we're not immune to depression, while as believers, while we may not be immune to depression, difficult times, our response does have to be different. And our response is increasing our faith and increasing our hope and trust in God. So, Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah, I was um, thinking about, like, especially like last year, like for me, how I, I talked about like how last year was hard. But I, I read my journal recently and I was just looking through all the pages and I was like, oh my gosh, like I literally was like sad. Like every journal, I felt like David, honestly, I felt like the book of Psalms, like everything was like either happy one day and then the next moment I was sad. But I learned to be authentic with God. I really learned to be transparent with him and like, okay, Lord, like I am feeling this way. Like I feel, you know, really sad and I don't know why. And it's okay to say like, I don't know. Sometimes you you don't know what you're feeling. You know, when someone asks you, like, how are you? Sometimes you just want to say, I don't know. Like, I don't know how I'm doing. But I was looking at my journal and just reading like, there was those moments when I just felt like, I didn't, I don't know. Like, I don't know how I feel. And there was moments where I was like, dang, is God like mad at me? Or, you know, sometimes we do put ourselves in certain situations that maybe the Lord tried to protect you from, but you know, you were so disobedient and, you know, he kind of shows you like, all right, this is what happens. But, um, he doesn't use it like as, as punishment, um, but like as a lesson. And so last year, like, I felt like every month there was a different weight, like with COVID, uh, it hit more closer to home 2021 than it did in 2020. Um, like I remember going to the doctor all the time too, because I was like, like people was passing away that I knew and like was uh, close to and all that. And so like, I was like, go to the doctor if like one thing happened. I just felt like last year I had so much anxiety. Um, and then another time, uh, like with the heartbreak that I was going through and then finance is just like every month, it was always like a hard thing. And I remember I started therapy. I started going to therapy in like April of last year. And I remember telling the the, um, the my counselor at that time, I was like, you know, I don't, and she was a believer. And sometimes, and I've heard this too, like some people say like, oh, I don't want like a Christian who are Christians, but they say like, I don't want a Christian counselor because they only 
give you like the, oh, pray about it. You know, Jesus is, you know, the answer. And they just want like a counselor who is just will give you more practical steps. Me personally, I feel like I need um, somebody who is a believer who is able to understand when I say, okay, I feel God leading me to this or God is, you know, calling me to that, you know. But um, I remember telling her, like, I don't want to say that I'm depressed, but like I, I feel you know, I feel sad. There was like this type of like emotional wheel or whatever she had. And she asked me like to point to how I was feeling that day or whatever. And so I was telling her, she was like, it's okay to say that I feel this way and not, it's not the same thing as saying I am. So it's okay for me to say, I feel depressed rather than saying I am, you know, this. And that was just so freeing to me. Cause I was like, okay, that makes more sense. Like I can say, I'm not wanting to claim that over my life and say this is who I am but I'm saying okay this is the emotion that I am feeling I feel you know depressed because of all this that's happening in my life and so I really felt like I was going through situational depression and not wanting to admit it because like I said before like that word depression wasn't you know my ideal of what a Christian is supposed to be feeling or dealing with and so it was okay to say like I feel this way and that's not you know who I am and so I think that's one of the most freeing things um for me to realize when it comes to the whole depression topic is you know not claiming yourself as this person because some people say that about themselves I'm like you are what you speak about yourself you know um but if you just say like okay I'm feeling this way I feel like there's a, a big difference yeah definitely agree with that um and yeah it's I agree with what you said you just kind of have to be real and just get to the point of like, okay, this is how I'm feeling and not trying to suppress it or sugarcoat it or trying to appear as the strong one, because I think that's pretty common within the black community. Like, especially for us as black women, like always having to be the strong one and always having to be mm -hmm. resilient. Um, and even if I talk about it, like even with the African community, like mental health, I never spoke about mental health with my parents ever. And so like, to them, it's like, what, what do you mean you're depressed? What do you mean you're feeling depressed? Like, yeah. What do you mean? Like, are you crazy or something? Yeah, like, it, it's to them, it's not even a real thing. It's like, people can't be so sad to the point that they don't want to do anything. They don't want to get up in the morning. They just don't understand that. So I grew up in that type of household where mental health, like, being, you know, feeling depressed, feeling sad, like, that's not an excuse. And so mm -hmm. for me, it caused me to suppress a lot of things, like, just suppressed and not even knowing how to talk about it with other people and then talk about coupled with the guilt you also feel like as a Christian as a believer and feeling like okay God you're so good thank you for dying on the cross for me I have new life because of you but yet I still feel sad sometimes and it made me feel guilty it made me feel like mm -hmm. okay yeah I might be going through this but what about all the other things God has done for me and you start to feel guilty about the fact that you feel depressed or the fact that you feel sad but mm -hmm. honestly, like it doesn't help you to suppress. It doesn't help you to ignore. It doesn't help you to try to keep on trying to be the resilient one or the strong friend and you're suffering um, and you're suffering on the inside. So I think that therapy is a great, can be a great place for you to start, um, especially mm -hmm. like with, with talking to someone else, talking to someone that you trust, um, a believer therapist or just whoever you can trust really like don't suffer in mm -hmm. silence is really um the take home at the end of the day. And I think it's important to know that you can run to God. You can talk to God about the way that you feel and you don't have to feel shame about it. You don't have to feel guilty about it, but <clears throat> it can be difficult. It can be difficult when you're going through a hard time and sometimes feeling like 
maybe nobody will even understand me. Right. Like you talked about earlier, um, how, you know, there's so many people that we know, um, as far as like celebrities go, who have committed suicide and from the outside looking in, it can be so difficult to understand why, because you're thinking they're beautiful. They have a successful career. They have money. Like what could right. they possibly be lacking? What could, you know, possibly make them like turn to suicide and see that as their only option but you just never know what people are going through you never know what people are carrying with them you never know the burden that they carry a lot of them are dealing with just suppressed things that they have suppressed years and years and years and all of a sudden that just comes and blows overhead one day and so please please don't suffer in silence please talk about talk about your feelings, talk about your emotions, find somebody you can trust. And nowadays, I think that there's so many resources online that even if you, you might not have that person you can trust, or maybe you don't even feel like you have the energy to get up and go to therapy because depression can, you know, cause you to feel such fatigue and just loss of energy where it's like, I want to talk to someone, but I don't even have the energy to. There's so many online resources now and different crisis, like helplines and things like that. So don't suffer in silence. So. Mm, I love that you said that because I feel like that was me <laughs> like nobody knew that I was struggling the way that I was struggling last year too and so um even like anytime I feel like I used to go through like a season of a trial or whatever I always would just isolate myself and that is like one of the worst things that we could do as people in general especially as believers of Christ because it's like First of all, community and fellowship is important, you know, and even the Bible says where two or more are gathered in his name than he is in the midst. And so there's so much power in someone else praying over you and praying for you and praying with you. And so, like you said, like, don't I love that. Don't suffer in silence because it is so easy. I'm not going to lie. I still kind of struggle with if I'm feeling this type of way, I would just let go home and just isolate myself go I'll give it to God and which is great but it's still like I need to at, at least also you know communicate or have that fellowship with other people too and so that's important um it actually reminded me too where you're just saying uh Elijah in the Bible and you talked about how we can just be real with God and you know there were people in the Bible who actually were depressed that they wanted to die and so um, this is Elijah, you know, sometimes people get Elijah and Elisha mixed up, but Elijah, um, he's the one who was running away from, uh, Jezebel at that time. And, you know, sometimes I was reading and thinking, sometimes people think Jezebel was just like this lustful woman with red nails and a, a red dress, but no, Jezebel was very manipulative. And during that time, like she was the one that was killing all the prophets and she didn't like that Elijah uh, was who he was and so she was trying to kill him too so he ran away um and he told the lord like you said like i have had enough lord um this is uh first kings chapter 19 he said take my life i am no better than my ancestors then he laid down under the bush and fell asleep and i was just like wow he literally told the lord like kill me like i don't want to be here i don't want to live anymore um, but I love what God does even afterwards. Like the Lord didn't like take his situation away. He literally what he sent the angel to feed Elijah, like get up. And then he starts speaking to him. But it is so true. Like, first of all, God can handle how you feel. And I think, um, when we talk about celebrities and people who have it all, who have the money that we may want or whatever, but when you realize all of that stuff means nothing, it shows you like through the certain things too, it's like, 
what really our our hope and all of our trust and you know stuff should be in is Jesus. Like he really is the only one that can truly fulfill every place in in our lives. And so even Elijah's story showed me too like you know you can have any everything you can have anything you can have this amazing calling like he was the prophet like you can have this amazing calling and all of that but still may not feel like worth worthy to be alive or whatever but if you just come to jesus you know like god will really send you an answer and so um his story is phenomenal to me yeah his story is definitely phenomenal and i love that god just meets him where he's at like like, yeah like and god provides for him even in that season Mm -hmm. like in the most unlikely way too because it was like the birds came to feed him and give him you know so i just love that just god just met him where he was at and um suicide is 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 a big issue it's a big issue in in our culture today and i think that one thing that i see that's so common is just coming to a place of hopelessness like you just feel like there's no other way out and just desiring relief. You just want relief from the way that you're feeling. You want relief from, you know, those feelings of depression or anxiety or whatever other mental illness you might be going through. And it's relief at the end of the day that people are searching for. And they feel like that relief will come through death. Like even thinking about the story of Elijah, at the end of the day, what he was looking for was relief. He was tired of running. He was weary. He had just done everything that God had called him to do. And yet he was in a place where he was now having to run for his life he was looking for relief and god really is that relief god can provide us with that relief and Mm -hmm. we can lean on him we can find our hope in him and i know that's easier said than done because when you come to a place where you feel hopeless where you feel like i have no other way out i just want to be i just want relief from the way that i'm feeling you know it's hard to to believe that you know that i can put my trust in god and that the situation will not always be this way that it's it's only temporary it's only a temporary only a temporary thing but yeah we don't talk about suicide enough I was looking at statistics the other day and um suicide is the leading cause of death in the U.S. period in fact in 2020 suicide was among the top nine leading causes of death for people ages 10 to 64. But what even blew my mind even more was suicide was the second leading cause of death for people ages 10 to 14 and 25 to 34. So that's pretty much a lot of people in our generation. And the fact that it starts at young as the age of 10, Mm -hmm. 10 year olds, like that really just broke my heart. And just to know that, you know, there are people that are just dealing with very heavy stuff and they're carrying such a, a large burden. And I just, I don't know if maybe that's you and you, you've been dealing with like those thoughts of suicide. I just want you to know you're not alone and that God cares for you. Somebody cares. And that person is Jesus. Jesus cares. And he's not someone that doesn't understand what you're going through. We talk about David, we talk about Elijah, but can we also talk about Jesus, how he also too was somebody that was a man of sorrow. That's what the Bible describes him as. They they describe him as a man of sorrow. He's not, yes, he was fully God, but he was also fully man. So when we come to him with our feelings, when we come to him, you know, and talk to him about, Lord, I'm feeling depressed. I'm feeling down. I'm feeling anxious. He's not someone that doesn't understand. He understands. In fact, I remember reading a passage where he was, I think this was right when he was supposed to like give, give up his life and right before he was getting arrested. And I think he took Peter, James, and John to the mm-hmm. mountain to go pray. And he, ta- and he told them like, please pray for me. Like I'm, and he 
was praying so much to the point of death even like it talked about how his his sweat he can't yeah his tears and his sweat began to look like drops of blood so he's not someone that does not understand he understands he gets it and he cares for us what passage is it um first peter 5 7 says cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you he cares Mm -hmm. amen Yes, that's so good. I'm so thankful that we have a high priest. And the Bible talks about that too, how we have a high priest who is able to empathize with us. Like he doesn't just have sympathy, like he really empathizes with us. Like he really does know how we feel, everything that we experience here on this earth. And so that's one thing um, that I'm so grateful for about Jesus. And just another scripture, like you said, like he cares, you know, also Jeremiah 29, 11. Like, this is a popular scripture that is always said, but like, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. And so some people may, like, like you said, like you said before, like they may wake up and not even want to be, you know, alive or whatever. But if God has waken you up, then know that you have purpose. You know, like your life has purpose. There is still things for you to do here on this earth. He knows the plans that he has for you. And that is just a reminder um, that we all, we all need to remember, like, he really does have purpose for me. He does care about me. He does empathize with every single thing that I am feeling. Yes. Amen. And y'all, it's, it really is easier said than done because um, even for me, I remember a time where I was really going through a season of depression. Even staying, it still is difficult for me to, like, just admit it. But I remember waking up was very difficult for me. I remember waking up and just feeling like just dreading the start of a new day because I felt like sleeping was easy. Sleeping for me and, you know, people experience depression differently. There are different symptoms. For some people, they might experience insomnia. For some people, they sleep too much. For me, I was sleeping a whole lot. And I found that I was sleeping a whole lot because for for a temporary amount of time, for a short period of time in my sleep, I felt relief. I felt like I didn't have to um, deal with the feelings that I was feeling. I didn't have to feel sad. I wasn't, you know, thinking about all the different things that were causing me to be in that, in that mental state at the time. And so sleep was like bliss to me, but every time I would wake up, it was just that the reality of what I was walking through. And so I would dread the start of a new day. And I think back to that period now, and I just think about how, like how God has really like brought me out of that season. And I just can't even imagine now, like, being so sad to wake, being so sad that God woke me up in the morning. But there was once a time that that was where I was at. I used to hate the fact that I would wake up in the morning. And that's what depression does. Like going, like, this is real. Like people are going through this. Like, it's not just like, I know we're talking about it and we're saying trust in God, hoping God, like it really is easier said than done. And like, I understand being in a place in such a low place where you just, you can't see the way out. And sometimes you feel so lonely. You feel like, God, I've been praying. I have been reading my word, but where are you? You feel silent. You don't feel like you're close to me. But I just want to remind you, even in those seasons, like God would never leave you or forsake you. Deuteronomy 31, eight says, the Lord himself will go before you and he will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. So you are not alone. God is walking through that season with you hand in hand whether it feels like that or not he is with you so amen i love that um 
you know, you shared how you was feeling because I, when I said before, like I was looking through my journal and there was this one particular thing that I wrote um, that just really, I was like, I literally started crying. I was like, God, like, what the heck? You, I don't even remember feeling like this because he really did bring me out. But I'm going to read um, what I wrote. This is August 21st in 2021. So I wrote Second Kings 6 um, about Elisha in the Bible. And this is when um, it says, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. And um, I said, those who are with me are greater than those who are with them. God reminded me this morning that I'm surrounded by him. Yes, my enemies were trying to surround me. Yes, Satan was trying to attack my mind. But God, he is surrounding me with his angels, his power, his spirit. I don't have to be afraid because he will fight this battle for me. I was feeling depressed. I was feeling down and wanted to quit because everything in my life hasn't been going good from work, relationships, finances. And I'm trying to do and be better, but still felt feel crappy, still felt down, no joy and no peace. I was just over it, over this life, really just wanted to quit and lay in bed and sleep. But I know that greater is coming, that I'm going through this for a reason. I just don't know why and for how long. I'm reminded of God's love for me today. My situation hasn't changed, but Father, let my perspective change in Jesus' name. Amen. And so I like, when I read this, I was like, what the heck? When was I feeling like this? But it's just a reminder of how I was feeling and how God, he literally, I felt like David, he heard my cry and he literally brought me out of that, that pit that I was in. And like I was saying before, it really felt like situational depression, like everything was like going wrong or even just taking an emotional toll on me where I felt like, man, I'm walking and trying to be better as a Christian, but I don't have joy. I don't have peace. I don't, everything is going wrong, but it's like literally I'm feeling that way. But God brought me to a place where I look back and I'm like, I don't even remember how that feels. Like I don't remember feeling that way. And so there's so much power to, in, um, like we said, in Jesus and his power and his spirit. But um, that's why it's so important to, um, you know, I'm still an advocate for journaling it, but also like going to therapy, telling people, telling your friends, like we talk about the story of Job and, you know, how his friends were there. I mean, they weren't always given the best advice, but even having such a strong community of people who are faith filled, who are able to also speak life and just sometimes listen, like sometimes you don't want people to just have a, have advice. Sometimes you just want people to just listen to you and just understand how you're feeling. And so man, it's just, there is hope. That's all I can say. Like there is hope, you know, we have our hope in Christ. And so if you are feeling hopeless, just know that there is hope. And there's so many people who are also dealing with what you're dealing with. You know, you're not alone. Sometimes that's what we feel like, dang, I'm alone in this situation, but it's like, literally there's mm -hmm. people who are feeling that way as well. So woo, child, <clears throat> listen, thank God. Cause I'm, woo, yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely a very heavy, heavy topic, but yeah, journaling is great. Meditating prayer, all these things are, are so great. And it's good that you can look back on just, you know, where you used to be and where God took you out of. And I hope for someone else that's encouraging that, you know, you're not alone. There are other Christians that are facing the similar trials as you. Um, but it's nice to see someone who has overcome it as well. It's nice to see someone that wow, if God can do it for them, he can do it for me too. And just never lose hope. Don't give up. I think is is really like the moral of the story. Don't give up. Um, another scripture that really comes to mind is Psalms 43, five. Listen, Psalms is really such 
a, just mm-hmm. a great place to read if you are going through a season of depression or if you're just going through a difficult season. Psalms is something that you probably can relate to so much. But one that really caught my eye was Psalms 43, 5. And it says, why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. And when it says I will yet, it's almost like even even through it, even though I will still praise him, I will still hope in God. And so don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Mm -hmm. Amen. I love that scripture so much. Um, But yeah, we want to share some resources because some people are like, okay, I hear all this, but I want to go to therapy, but I can't afford it. Let's be honest. I've been there before. Um, but there are some resources out there. Um, I know the EAP, that's something that I learned about um, as far as with work and having insurance and all that. But you can get like, they can actually help you find the right counselor for you. You can get six free sessions. And then afterwards, you know, they'll connect you either. You can go through your um, insurance provider or you can pay out of pocket to be able to pay for the rest of the sessions. But I have used that. Listen, I need to use it again, but you can do the EAP. Um, also, there is Sondermine, um, betterhealth.com. But there are even the, you know, the crisis uh, hotline. I'm, I don't know the exact number, but there are some resources out there for people um, to use, you know, for uh, therapy and counseling, you know, so make sure you guys, you know, check those out because they are really helpful. Um, have you heard of the mental health self-care wheel? Self-care wheel? No, I have not. What is that? Okay. So it's like pretty much like, so your emotional health, of course, and your mental health is pretty much the same to me, but, um, it's like different things that you can actually, it's like a wheel that you can actually kind of see like how emotionally healthy are you just in your professional life, your physical, psychological, um, emotional, spiritual, and personal. And so it's just like a wheel that kind of helps you like some tips on what to do. So for example, in my emotional health, how I, how I can, you know, remain healthy is, um, it says like practice self-love um, community engagement, try to laugh, explore a hobby, spiritual, the spiritual section is practice forgiveness, spending time in nature, connect with the spiritual community. So just like different parts, you know, that can actually help you when it comes to your mental health and your emotional health, like how you can assess pretty much yourself. Like, okay, what are some practical tips that I can do as well in these areas in my life to become more mentally healthy? Okay. Well, that's definitely a great resource. Honestly, all the resources you talked about from the EPA, um, the different crisis hotlines that are available, there is a suicide, national suicide prevention hotline as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And we will link, we'll try to put all these in our, on our comment section within our Instagram. Is that right? Comment section or like our caption section. (laughs) So we will link all these um, below just in case anyone is interested in looking into these resources. So. Amen. Amen. But just before we ended this episode, we did want to just have a time of prayer. Mm-hmm. So Lord, we just honor you. We thank you for yet another opportunity to come together in your name. Um, we thank you for what you are doing, Lord. And at this moment, Lord, I just lift up everyone um, who might be going through a season of depression, oh Lord. Um, I lift up everyone who might be going through anxiety, spirit of fear, oh Lord, um, or just any other mental illness, even suicide, Lord. I just lift up 
each and every one, every person who might be just going through a difficult season, oh God, and that they that you will heal them, Lord. I just pray for a restoration. I pray that you will give them peace. I pray that you will give them comfort, oh God. We come against every spirit, oh Lord, that does not align with your with who you say you are, that does not align with your will, oh God. We come against a suicide mentality, oh God. We come against a spirit of anxiety, a spirit of depression, spirit of fear, oh Lord. We thank you that we can run to you. You say that we should cast all our anxieties on you because you care for us, Lord. So help us to know that you care. Help us to know that we are loved, that you love us, oh God, even in this difficult place, even in being in a valley season, Lord, that we are loved by you. I just pray that they will begin to feel your love right now, even in this difficult season, God. And Lord, we just pray that help us to cast our burdens on you, oh God, that you're, you say your yoke is easy and light, oh God. So help us just to cast our burden onto you, oh Lord, and run to you, Lord. We have nowhere else to go. We have no other God but you. Who else do we cry to if not you, God? So Lord, I just pray that you will wrap them up into your arms, oh Lord, that you will wrap them up with love, oh God. Help them to feel like, help them to know that they're not alone, that you are with them. You say that you would never leave us nor forsake us, oh God. So just help them to feel your presence right now, even in this season, oh God. I just pray that you will begin to increase their trust in you, that you will begin to increase their um, increase their hope and help them to know that this is just is, is, is only a temporary situation, oh God. Just begin to revive their hope, oh Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. So we honor you, Lord. We thank you, oh God. I thank you that you are giving them peace, oh God. I pray for a sound mind, oh God. I pray for a sound mind, oh Lord. And I pray that they will get to experience you as a comforter like never before, oh Lord. You say that you are near to the brokenhearted, oh God. And even in these seasons, Lord, we get to experience you as a comforter. So comfort them in this season, oh God. For in Jesus' mighty name, I've prayed. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. So thank you all for tuning in. Just a reminder that you are loved. You are important. You have purpose. And we are praying for you always. We are here for you. So thanks for tuning in. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Unveiling Her podcast. And we'll talk with you soon.